This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Scotland. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Oladanji and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki and I live in Paris. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm from Peru. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, I'm Olabanji. Hi, I'm Jen. Hi, I'm Liki. And today we're talking about adaptation. And this is quite interesting because most of our conversations have been about what can we do to combat climate change? What can we do to be better people and, you know, do better and have conversations, you know, around what we're currently doing, what we should stop doing as regards climate change and sustainability, but we've not really talked about, okay, it's here. So what can we do to adapt in, you know, as much as we talk about what we're doing to stop climate change, we also probably want to talk about what we can do to adapt to the current situations that we have. Um, for example, there's drought in, in some places, there's heavy rain in some places, um, it's not snowing in, in usual times, and there's a lot and there, there are lots and lots and lots of events and situations. Um, the Daily Dif- Difference dropped an article the other day and they said events that would happen in the space of a thousand years are now happening in the space of like some are even happening yearly. And so how are we adapting to that? Really interested to, you know, really interested in this. And just wondering, like, have we been talking about that enough? Like, what can we do to adapt? Yeah, this is a very interesting topic. Actually, there's two things. There's adaptation, things that we know that are ha- happening, but also preparation. Mm. Because I think that's none of us and none of the countries we live in is prepared enough or has adapted uh, or well adapted its infrastructure to cope with climate change. And I think this is the biggest issue. You know, uh, climate um, denier says climate has always changed, um, evolved, but not as fast as it's ha- happening now. And so this is a very big challenge, adaptation and preparation. Yeah, adaptation and preparation. There's an area where I live called the Sunshine Coast, and it's a, a beautiful place. We To get to it, we have to take a ferry. And they have just been put under a severe water advisory, and the every non-essential business has been asked to stop using water. So the breweries the pubs, anything that is not an essential service has been closed. And it and it's because their water infrastructure is such that they're running out of water. And it's quite, uh, quite an emergency um, with the drought that we've been having here. So I think they need to look at their infrastructure and figure out what to do. But it's it's quite a hardship on all the businesses that suddenly have had to close this past week because they can't use uh, water for things like making beer or, <laughs> you know, washing dogs or some of the other things that 
um, are being shut down right now. So it's here. <laughs> okay, it's here. And this, apart from talking um, to our, trying to influence the policymakers, apart from that, uh, is there anything we can do as an individual? That was a question. <laughs> 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 I was waiting to see if Olivanti was going to answer. <laughs> um, for me, I think um, it's the awareness of it. You know, I'm still seeing people idling their vehicles, sitting in a car with a car running. And it's not hot here. It's not cold here. You don't need to idle your car right now. Um, and and so I still, I'm still noticing things that people are doing are maybe uninformed, I don't know. And those are just little things. Supporting initiatives, talking to people, talking to officials who can make a difference, um, lobbying companies. I mean, I think there's lots of things we can do, but it's it's having the conversations because people love to talk about the weather. And when we're talking about such extremes as are happening all over the place right now, it's hard to deny. <laughs> something weird is going on yeah in indeed i mean i would agree that the first part is to talk about it right like hey guys we have a situation and there's need for us to understand what's possible what might be happening you know in the next couple of years and prepare like leaky said to you know cope with that um, and also adapt. I would actually just say the the critical part is talking about it. And so that organizations that are climate focused and, you know, even people that do organizations that get involved in corporate social responsibility and stuff can also say, hey, we're not just um, making efforts to um, to combat climate change and, you know, erase our carbon footprint, but also providing some sort of accountability or, you know, taking a level of responsibility with with preparing and also adapting um, in that sense. It could be. Yeah, I think we have to make it a systemic thing when it comes to adaptation. As much as we make it a systemic thing, um, you know, in regards to to talking about to talking about the change that that we're, you know, that we're all making. And there is a lot of flooding going on in Nigeria right now, apparently. Weather related flooding all over the all over the place, all over the country. So Leaky, what do you think? And I think that it's probably because of the flooding that his internet has become so funny. What can you do? Because he didn't have Yeah, it might be because of this. We can talk about it. Uh we can educate ourselves and educate people around us what can we do that's the well you're thinking about it we've got initiatives going on right now for people to switch over to heat pumps to get away from gas and and so the the governments are offering rebates to have people homeowners switch their heating uh, that's one thing this is not adaptation. <laughs> um, not really. Adapt. Well, I mean, it it is because you can cool your house that way, um, because the temperatures are getting hotter and hotter. Yeah. Okay. Every every summer. Okay. And a heat pump is less environmentally 
impactful and can cool and heat your house more sustainably and keep people comfortable and safe uh, in the hot and the cold uh, because things are getting hotter. So we've never had buildings fully air conditioned. You know, we've never had to have uh, a lot of air conditioning in this part of the world. And now everybody's putting in air conditioning uh, because it's getting hotter and hotter and we're having to adapt. And um, in, in many spheres, people are talking about it being a safety issue because a lot of people can't afford air conditioning. Um, and so they're talking about it becoming a right to be in a place that is uh, not sweltering hot. We had we had hundreds of people die a couple of summers ago because of a heat dome. And so n- now there's a lot of conversation about finding those vulnerable people who live alone in a little, you know, third or fourth story apartment where there's barely a breeze and getting them some cooling because we need to adapt to that. This isn't going to change or it's not going to go away at any way at any rate. Oh, I was also wondering if there's some sort of insurance for, um, for to cover stuff like this. Um, and, and I don't know, but does, does, is there, do insurance company offer, uh, like coverage for maybe loss of homes or cars or environment or stuff that, that are, you know, that are related for things related to, to like harsh weather conditions or climate change or any of that stuff? Yeah, well, it might be, but I think that, um, you know, when you use insurance, uh, there are a couple of things. When you use insurance, it's already too late. You've already lost your home. And uh, and also insurance, I don't know, it's something I, a saying that I've heard some uh, a long time ago, but um, <laughs> uh, it's that insurance is something for the, for the rich. Uh, when you are poor, you don't have insurance. Because you cannot afford to cover um, the contingency uh, in the future. And um, one of the biggest and saddest things of climate change is that it enforces the divide between the rich and the poor. And then, yeah, so the riches, they have the means to adapt to have um, heat pumps. Yeah, to adapt to better conditions to have the, the um to use heat pumps to cool your house, but the poor, it's more difficult because there's investments. So to answer to your question, Jen, what can we do? What I was thinking about is that you know this um climate change issue, mm. it's really enforcing the and widening the gap between the rich and the poor. So maybe you know one of the things that could be done is to look at how we can help those that are less fortunate than us and how we could um, you know, direct some policies or things to help those people that are more vulnerable. And uh, I'm not even talking about that at the world scale, but even in, the, in your country or even in your neighborhood. Yeah, one of the things our church is considering doing is opening a cooling station um, during heat waves because we have an air conditioned, we have a heat pump in the church and we have a, a big space so that we could welcome people in for a few hours to cool down um, when it's really, really hot. So we're looking at putting that into place for next summer 
um, so that people can just drop in and sit and read a book or do whatever they want in a cooler space just to get a break. And I know that different organizations across um, the province are doing that, um, opening cooling stations. And they also, I mean, for years we've had wet weather shelters um, when it's raining and there are people who are uh, experiencing homelessness, then um, we have places for people to come in out of the wet and the cold um, to get some food wow. and some dry dry place to lie down. I'm, I'm also looking to volunteer to, to help in the flood victims around here uh, to, see, to see what's possible in that space as well. Anyway, I'm, I'm glad that we're having the conversation, right? I think it's important that we we also think towards adaptation and perhaps we should have more conversations about this and and have people understand that that you know i mean it's great to to combat climate change and say hey don't compost your waste this way or um don't don't throw your trash here or you know clean up the ocean but there are also situations that are at hand right now and we have to find ways to cope or deal with them. So it's been an interesting conversation. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Liki. Thank you, Olabanji. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again as together we can change the world.